Would you please give a warm welcome to Leon as he comes up here to share the word with us this morning? We sure appreciate you, Leon. I've, I've, I've known Leon for probably five, six years now. More than that, eh? And uh, I've just re- it's just really been a joy to have him here in our home to get to know him and LaShondre and uh, connect with them. And so I would encourage you to give me your attention. Also, we've been praying for people. You know, we've been praying for healing. We've been praying for breakthrough and things. If you have a testimony about that, I want to know about that. Shoot me an email. Give me a phone call. Shoot me a text. We want to celebrate with you the things that God has done in your life. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, bro. All right. It's all yours. Just doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Good morning, guys. How are you all this morning? Well, it's a, it's a blessing for me to be here once again uh, amongst you. Uh, we had a fantastic time last week, Sunday. We, we celebrate what God has done. Uh, but we want to trust Him for more this morning. Amen? Amen? Right, so for those of you who are not here last week, I, I, I enjoy saying amen and hallelujah, right? So flow with me if you agree with what I'm saying. If you disagree, you, you choose to keep quiet. <laughs> But guys, I don't want to waste, I don't want to waste any time. I want, to, I want to dive in straight into what God has in store for us. Um, but before I even say that, it's a, it's a sad Sunday for me. Because tomorrow morning I leave to go back home. Um, and so I was reflecting on that this, this morning uh, as I was praying. And my heart was, my heart was sore because of, uh, my daughter and I have really... Uh, got to know a lot of you over these past two weeks, which has been super amazing. And I just want to say once again, thank you so much for the way you guys have, have really welcomed us. Um, you treated us like family, um, and it's it's a, it's a blessing. And so I've got a comfort and a, and a and a peace in my heart knowing that my daughter is going to be in good hands. Amen. Amen. So look after her. <laughs> uh, like during the week, I've really been like seeking the Lord in terms of Lord. What do you have for Mount Helena Community Church? Like, like, what word would you want to encourage them with? And now that's not, that's not what I'm preaching on. I just feel like God, had, God has given me sort of a prophetic word for you guys. Um, and so the, prof- the prof- prophetic word starts sort of by, I saw someone climbing up a ladder. And so I was like, Lord, okay, what is this? What are you talking about? And, and, and the sense I got was that the Lord was, in a, in a way, taking the church into its next stage, into what God has in store. But as the week started to progress, that ladder and whoever was on that ladder started to disappear. And I was like, okay, Lord, like what's happening? Like what are you saying? And this morning, I felt God give me almost like a bigger revelation of of what he's doing. Um, And what I really felt was that God is setting you guys up in a way that he wants to use you to reach this community. Amen. And so I was, I re, so we've been seeing eagles a lot yesterday. We went out fishing and we've been seeing eagles. And this morning the Lord reminded me of, of the eagle and the eagle soars high. It, it, it only comes down for its prey. But most of the time, it, it, it's up there, and it's, and it's able to see. And, 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 and as I was reflecting on that, I was, I was reminded of when we flew into Montana on a plane. 
We want on an eagle, we were on a plane. And so, <laughs> and so when we came into Matana, and, and it was in the evening, but what we could see was the beauty of what was there. But not in, not in its fullness, because it was dark. But what made it beautiful was the lights that reflected. Like the, 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 the homes that had their lights on, or, or the lights that were, were on within people's yards and stuff like that. And what I felt God really say was that he's, 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 he's raising you guys up. He's raising this church up like an eagle. So that you are able to see from above the areas and the places, the homes and the families which he's directing you to. Because those lights are representative of the fact of the places or the families that God has his hand upon. And so I really feel like the Lord is encouraging you as a church. Pay attention to what he's doing. Pay attention to how he's leading. Where those lights are coming on. Forcefully go in there. I don't mean barge into people's houses, you understand. Spiritually spiritually and forcefully get in there because God has gone ahead of you. And guys, we, you guys, I mean, I mean, I'm saying we because I'm part of this church. We can trust God for revival in not just Helena, but in the whole of Montana. To see a revival breaking out, to see families being restored, to see young people getting into the purposes of God once again. Hallelujah. Can I just take a moment and pray that word over us? Father, I want to thank you today that you are a God who is not silent, but that you are a God who speaks, Lord. And when you speak, Lord, you speak with the intention to act. And Father, we want to pray that word into being, Lord. I pray for spiritual eyes, Lord. I pray for, Lord, for, for, for supernatural connections. I pray for divine appointments, Lord God, that you are going to be setting up, Lord God, for folk that's within this church. Lord, that they, as they go out, Lord, and just share their lives and share the love which you have so lavishly poured out upon their hearts, Lord, that lives and families and people would be changed for your glory and for your honor. We want to thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, that you're doing this, Lord God, and we thank you that we get to partner with you in this. So, Lord, we pray that you would use us. Use us that your kingdom may come and that your will would be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, guys, let's get into the word. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 14. <laughs> Matthew chapter 14. Uh, my heart and my prayer is that the Lord already ministered to us this morning um, through this piece of scripture, which I felt he, 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 laid, he laid upon my heart. And, and I want to really encourage each and, each and every one of us this morning. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart this morning. Don't, don't harden your heart to what God is saying. Because, because I have a strong sense that God is going to be speaking into different areas this morning in, 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 in different lives. Amen? That's what the word of God does. It penetrates into the deepest parts. That where we may feel that no one can touch. But God wants to touch those places this morning. And he wants to bring a freedom over us this morning. If you would allow him. You see the amazing thing about the God that we serve is he does not force himself on us. But if we open our hearts to him and say, Lord, here I am, do what you want to do, he will do exactly that. Amen. So let's not harden our hearts this morning. Let's be open to what God has to say to us through, through his word. Uh, Matthew chapter 14, we'll be reading from verse 13 to 21. It says, as soon as Jesus 
heard the news, he went off by himself in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he, where he was headed and followed by land from many villages. A vast crowd was there as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place. And it is getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus replied, that isn't necessary. You feed them. Impossible, they exclaimed. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Bring them here, said Jesus. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and asked God's blessing on the food. Breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave some of the bread some of the bread and fish to each disciple, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and they picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men had eaten from those five loaves, in addition to all of the women and the children. I've entitled this message this morning, Experiencing the Supernatural. Who would like to experience the supernatural? <laughs> I, I, I know, I, I, I live for that. Like, like I want to be where God is moving. And so this morning, we want to trust that that's exactly what God is going to do amongst us. Amen? So I've got three points. Hopefully, they're going to be short. Point number one is going to be the compassion of Jesus. Point number two is an invitation into the supernatural. And number three is the blessing of a miracle. Isn't that good points this morning? If I say nothing else, those points should just move you. <laughs> so point number one, the compassion of Jesus. Now let's take a moment just to understand the context of actually what's, what's happening before Jesus got to this, to this place. Jesus was in Nazareth, his hometown, where his own people ended up rejecting him. They didn't want to hear from him because why? They viewed him as just a carpenter, yet Jesus is greater than a carpenter. Jesus is the king of kings, he's the lord of lords, he's the savior of the world. And his own people could not see that. They saw him as just a carpenter. And so Jesus, what he did, he was like, okay, he did a few miracles, he healed a few people, but then he moved on. And as he moves on with his disciples, he comes to, to Bethsaida, along the sea of Galilee, where he is now stationed for a moment, but then he receives some news. News that John the Baptist has just died. He never died of any illness. He was murdered because of his faith. Jesus is taken aback, which shows us the heart that he had. And so Jesus moved away from the situation and he went to be with his father alone, taking his disciples with him. Because it was something that really broke his heart by hearing that John the Baptist has just died. Jesus at this moment is feeling rejected. Jesus at this moment is tired from his travels. And Jesus at this very moment is grieving the loss of John. This is, what, this is where he is at that very moment. This is, this is the emotions that are running through him. Yet in all of this turmoil, the Bible tells us that Jesus had 
compassion on the people. The people came to him. They, they found out where he was going. Jesus just needed some time to go and be with the Father to try and recuperate or to try and get strength and to get peace and to get some affirmation from the Father. But the people heard where he was and they followed him there. But in the midst of everything that he was going through, he put those things aside based on the compassion that he had for the people. Now you see, that's huge. That's, that's, that's not small. We may look at it and think, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to do that. (laughs) And this is the reason why we need to understand what Jesus was facing at that. What thoughts were running through his mind? Now, the word compassion, what is the meaning of it? Compassion is, firstly, it's an attribute of God. That's who God is. He is a compassionate God. If there's nothing else you know about the God that we serve, I want you to know this morning that he is a compassionate God. And he is compassionate towards you even this morning. He was compassionate to me 22 years ago where he met me in my sin and in my weaknesses. And it was his compassion that drew me towards himself. And when that compassion drew me, I understood the love of the Father. This is the compassion that we are talking about. This compassion also is not simply of someone being sympathetic. You know someone sympathizing with you? Like, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry. Oh, oh shame. Oh, sorry that that happened to you. No, no, no. This, this compassion goes way deeper than that. It's much more deeper than someone sympathizing with you. It goes right down into the roots because this compassion is coupled with love. And this is what brings it to a fullness. This is what brings it to a whole. We serve a compassionate and a loving God. That no matter what may be going on, and in the, and in the situation that Jesus is, he, he pushes everything aside. Why? Because his character is based on compassion and love. And so here he is, he's moved with this. His tiredness, is, he's, not, he's not worried about it. He's not worried about the headaches and the grief that he's feeling about a dear brother that he just lost. His heart is moved towards the crowds. That's his focus, that's what he's seeing. What's interesting to see also is the link. The link between the compassion and healing. You see, sometimes in the Bible we can miss that. But there's a link there. Because it was the compassion of God which ushers in the power of God. (laughs) It's the compassion of God which, which, which ushers in the supernatural stuff of God. It is the compassion of God which leads us to repentance. And which leads us into a place where we can see, hey, I'm in need of a savior. This is the compassion we are talking about. The compassion and the love of God often opens the door to the supernatural. It it often does it. I've I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And this morning, by the grace of God, we will see that happening. We can trust God for that. Why? Because of his compassion and of his love for us this morning. The compassion of God moves us to do something and not just to have a sense of pity. 
Are you hearing me this morning? The compassion of God moves you and me to do something about a certain situation as opposed to us sitting with pity for somebody else. Compassion should move you. It moved Jesus. He, he, he didn't sit down and say, well, whatever, you know what? I can see what situation you're in. Live with it. No, it moved him. He went out to the crowd. It moves us into a position to engage with heaven coming to earth, guys. This is what the compassion of God does. It moves us into, into an atmosphere where heaven comes to earth. Where heaven meets earth. When heaven meets earth, revival is going to break out. When, when heaven meets earth, healing is going to take place. When heaven meets earth, salvations are going to take place. When heaven meets earth, lives are going to be restored. Families are going to be restored. Stuff is going to start happening because why? God is in the place. This is the God I'm talking about, guys. We, we, it's, the God that I'm talking about is not a, a, a picture in our minds. He's a real God. We experience him on every single day. He's a God who is passionate about us. He's a God who loves you. No matter what you have done. No matter what you may be going through. I'm just getting a sense right now that there are some of you who are going through situations and you're allowing your situation to dictate where you are going. It's because you are allowing the enemy to speak into the situation as opposed to listening to what the father has to say. And the father is speaking life over you this morning. Because of his love for you. Because of his love for me. This is the type of God that we serve. One who is for us. One who is not against us. One who will go the extra mile. Irrespective of what is going on. And we're seeing it being displayed right here. Heaven is coming to earth. Which brings me to point number two. It's an invitation into the supernatural. It's, a, it's, it, it, it's an invitation. The disciples have seen. The disciples have seen. They have been walking with Jesus. They have been seeing him doing stuff. He's been healing people. He's been, he's been setting the, the blind free. He's been setting people free. He's been, he's been casting out demons. They've been witnesses to all of that. Even prior to that, Jesus told them, you see, the authority that I have, I now give it to you. Go out two by two. He sends out the 12. They come back with a report. Lord, you would never... <laughs> you know, I love that scene because I imagine when the disciples came back, they were like little children, like, Lord, you will never believe what happened. Amen. I prayed for this guy and he got healed. And I did this year and this, this thing happened. Hey God, you know, like, man, like they were on fire, guys. Why? Because they had the authority of Jesus. And so they have witnessed the power of God over their lives. They have seen this stuff. And now, they're coming into a point. They're at a point right now where something is going to happen. Something is going to happen at their very eyes. They come to Jesus and they tell him, you know what? These people have been here for a long time. These people are hungry. That's a, that's a good spirit. We all agree? Yeah, the people are hungry. They've been there the whole day, says the Bible. S send them away so that they can go into the village and buy some food. Jesus turns around and he says, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You feed them. Guys, do you know what Jesus just said? 
Jesus was inviting them into a space of the supernatural. That's, he was in, it, was a, it was an open invitation. Jesus knows. Jesus knows that these guys are hungry. Jesus knows what's going on. Because it's funny enough, because the whole four gospels speak about this very event. So Jesus understands what's happening. But he uses it as an opportunity, knowing that the disciples have seen what has been happening. And Jesus' hope and his desire is that at this point, they would trust him for much more. Have you seen God do stuff in your life? Have you witnessed him doing stuff in people's lives? Well, this morning, he wants you to trust him for more. And so when Jesus provides the invitation, guys, let's not be like the disciples. Because I want you to see what they did. The invitation was open. And they were like, okay, we hear what you're saying. But you know what? Logically, Lord, this is all we have. We only got five loaves of bread and two fish, which weren't even their fish and bread. They got it from a young boy. Says another account in, in, in the Gospels. You see, they, what happened there is that they allowed human logical thinking to rob them of a supernatural encounter. Where Jesus wanted them to see multiplication happen. But they didn't make the test because of logical thinking. Friends, are you hearing what Jesus is saying to you this morning? Human reasoning is, is all right. But don't allow human reasoning to push out the kingdom. Because God wants to use you and me. He wants to see heaven breaking into earth. He wants to see lives being restored through you. How so? Because you, if you are a believer here this morning, then you are the hands and the feet and the eyes and the mouth and the ears of Jesus. We are representing who he is. We're not representing our own kingdoms. We're not trying to build our own empires. We are rep- Thank you so much, ma'am. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> We are here to serve King Jesus. And he's constantly wanting to lead us into the supernatural. Constantly. So his compassion moved him to heal people, which was again an encouragement for the disciples to see like, man, you know what? If anything else, we, we've got to believe this guy because we have seen him move in such power and authority. And then he provides an opportunity for them, but then they fail. They fail. But then Jesus says, okay, 100%. Which brings me to point number three, which is the time for the miracle. Jesus says, all right, bring that bread to me and that fish. And he takes it. What does he do? He lifts it up to the Father. And he asks the Father to bless it. And after that is done, he gives it back to them. He gives them pieces, the whole 12. But then something takes place. The miracle takes place when Jesus now releases the bread and the fish. What happens there? Multiplication. 
the process of multiplication starts to take place, where over 5,000 people were fed with five loaves of bread and two little fish. Do you think that's true? Like, like, like how many of you really believe that? Come and ask you again. How many of you really believe that? Do you believe God can use you like this? Are you willing to be used by him in this way? Are you willing to, to become a fool for him? No matter what the cost. You see, these are not trick questions. These are serious questions. Because Jesus is wanting to lead us into that place. I just want to share one. It wasn't part of what I had planned. But I want to share something. You know, one day, I went, I went to a funeral. And God told me, I want you to pray for, this, pray for this dead person. I've been trusting God to raise the dead. I'm still trusting him for that. And so we go to this funeral. And I feel God tell me, I want you to pray for that person to raise her up. And I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be difficult, but we're going to go for it. So my faith was there. And so we went, we spoke to, 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 to the family. We said, listen, yeah, this is what we want to do. They, I was doing the funeral, and everything was set up, and we prayed in faith. What do you think happened? <laughs> I know some of you are thinking the, the person rose up. I would have loved that to happen, but she didn't wake up. Guys, I felt like a fool, to be honest. Did I hear God right? Was I trying to bring about my own agenda there? Or, or what was it? But you see, when I went to God, and I'm like, Lord, why would you make me a fool like this? And it's like, you've been praying to see people being raised from the dead. I want you to see how serious you were about it. And that shook me. I was like, okay, I'm no longer feeling like a fool. I actually feel privileged to have prayed for the person. Guys, I'm telling you, you see, based on that experience, I know that I will see someone being raised from the dead. Not for my own glory, but for Jesus' glory. Yes. Yeah. And I want to make that clear because sometimes it can, be, it can become all about us. But I want, to trust, I want to trust Jesus for that. And Jesus wants to entrust you with that today. Jesus is inviting you into the supernatural this morning. He's inviting you where you can walk into situations and you can pray for people and see stuff starting to happen. You can see lives being transformed because why? Jesus is living in you by the power of his spirit. Right? God has given me, he's blessed me with the gift of healing. But there's many of you who are walking around with that gift also. There is gifts that are in this room that Jesus wants to activate. For his glory. Because why he wants to see this community being transformed by you. Not necessarily a South African. But he'll use a South African to come and ignite something. And this is what he's doing this morning. This is what I feel he wants to do this morning. They, guys, this is an invitation for you. You know, you get an invitation to go to a wedding or, or, or to a birthday. Or graduations is a big thing here. Which is good. You have an opportunity whether you would respond to that or not. Am I right? Whether you're going to go or not. But here is the greatest invitation that you would ever get. An invitation to partner with Jesus. Because you see, 
this whole process of multiplication, and and I'm closing now. This whole process of multiplication didn't only start at the time of Jesus. It started in at the beginning of creation. When God made Adam and Eve, he told him to do what? He said, I bless you. Go now, be fruitful, and multiply. Multiplication is a process of the kingdom. But the multiplication that God was talking about with Adam and Eve was, I want you to multiply those who are like you. Adam and Eve were in the garden with God. They had, there was no sin there. And Adam and Eve were faithful to the call of God in terms of multiplication. <laughs> are you hearing me this morning? Because what they multiplied was a sinful generation or a sin, with a sinful nature which includes all of us. <laughs> and that multiplication process happened through Abraham and through Isaac and through all of the generations. And Jesus comes and he says, today my compassion is drawing you towards me. You come into a relationship with me. We now walk together. We are partnering together to see the kingdom come. Jesus tells you, now be fruitful and multiply. Those of your kind. And your kind is who? Those who are saved. Born again believers. Friends, this is what we are called to do. This is what you and I are called to do. To multiply our very own kind. Bible-based, spirit-filled believers. That's what Jesus is doing throughout the earth today, not only in Montana. He's doing it throughout the earth. And that's why we get so passionate about going into unreached people groups because why we want to see the gospel reaching there. We want to see those being multiplied. A multiplication has to happen. But it happens when we partner with the kingdom of God. We become partners like Adam and Eve. They, were, they partnered with God before the, before the fall in order to see all that God had purpose for them being fulfilled. And we have the very same call over us this morning. You and I have that very same call upon us this morning to see the glory of God filling the earth like the waters cover the seas. This is the call that God has for us. He has for, for you and me. And you know what? Along that journey... There's going to, it's going to be an adventure because while you're going to see God do amazing things, you'll see the dead being raised. You'll see, you'll see addicts being delivered in a second. You'll see lives being restored in a second. Why? Because you are the voice of Jesus. And this is what Jesus is doing in and through us. So, as I bring this to a total close, we live in a generation today that is very busy. You may not agree with me, but it's happening throughout the world. We're living in a generation that is totally busy and busy with all other things that we end up missing what God is wanting us to do. And busyness with all sorts of things, with sport, with work, and the list goes on and on. And guys, I want you to hear me this morning. Those things in themselves are not bad. But when they take control over your lives and the kingdom comes behind, that's a problem. That's a problem. And God is, God is wanting to restore us from that. 
He's wanting to rescue you from that. He's wanting to rescue us from that this morning. Because he doesn't want you to, he doesn't want us to miss out on the amazing adventures he has in store for us. Secondly, when Jesus says, you go and feed them, remember, he's inviting you and me, like what he's doing this morning, into the supernatural. Oftentimes, we want to tell people, come to church. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we tell people, come to church and come to cell group and come to Bible study and do all of these things. But Jesus is saying, you feed them. Meaning, be ready to share his word, to share his love, and to share his compassion with those out there. Once again, don't get me wrong. We do invite people to come to church. But at the point of confrontation with somebody, it is Jesus' voice that is feeding them through you. Lay a hold of it. Bring people into an atmosphere or into a space where they experience the power of God. That's what changes lives. My last thing is, friends, what do you have in your hands? You see, the little boy came with, the, with that bread and that fish. He had that little that he had, but he offered it. And this morning, what do you have in your hands that you can offer to Jesus in order that he can bless it and see that being multiplied? What do you have in your hands? Like honestly, there's, I said it earlier on, there are gifts that are in this room. Offer those gifts to Jesus that he may bless it to see the work being multiplied. There's resources that you guys have. Offer it to Jesus. Let him bless it. And see that multiplied for the glory of God. Offer your weaknesses to Jesus. Because a weakness may be in your hand. Something may be holding you back. Offer it to Jesus. That he may bless it. And see you being set free into everything he's called you to. Guys, are you hearing? This, this is the call that Jesus has for us. What is in your hand this morning? What are you holding? What is there? It may be good. It may be harmful. Whatever it may be, offer it to him today. That he can do a work. And that his kingdom can advance. In order that we can see the gospel reaching the ends of the earth. Will you and I, in your hearts this morning, make a stand today that we're going to partner with God no matter what? That we're going to partner with him. I'm not talking about coming to church. Coming to church is important. This is where you get fed. I'm talking about really partnering with God in your workplace, whether you're schooling, at the gym, wherever. Wherever is your area of influence, will you partner with Jesus every single day? Like, Lord, I'm willing to go the extra mile. Use me. And God will use you to see stuff happening before you. Friends, I want to close with that. I really want to close with that, but I also want to have an opportunity where we pray, we, we pray for one another. Right? I, I have a sense that some of you are struggling here this morning. You're struggling in your walk with Jesus. All he wants you to do is bring that struggle to him today. Bring it before the foot of the cross. And lay it before him that he may bless you 
and set you free. You know who you are. I'm not going to ask you to stand up now. But you, you know you, you're facing a challenge in your life. That's holding you back from everything that God has in store for you. There's a few other things that I want to really pray for this morning in terms of healing. Which I felt God has given me. And it's, it's, for, it's, for, it's for people who are struggling with headaches. You may be with it's migraine headaches or, or, or whatever. Just all forms of headache. Um, someone may be having chest problems. I'm not 100% sure what it may be. But you're having some issues with your chest. Arthritis. Um, uh, someone having pain in your wrist and lower back pain. Guys, those are the, that's what I feel that Jesus wants to do this morning. Number one, he wants to set you free from the stuff that's holding you back. But number two, he also wants to bring healing to your body. But I want to say this. Even if I didn't call out what you may be facing this morning in terms of sickness or illness, please don't feel sidelined. Please come forward that we can pray for you and trust God for healing today. Amen? All right? Let us respond in faith this morning by knowing that God has spoken to us today. God has ministered his word to us today in order that we can leave this place changed and not the way we came in. Amen? So can we have some music playing in the background or if someone can play the keyboard? And then I want to welcome you. If, you if, 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 if that is you, please make your way to the front. And, uh, we, and then we can start praying and start trusting God to do something amongst us. I would encourage you this morning to respond to Leon's challenge to receive prayer. Uh, if there gets to be a lot of people up here, we've got a lot of people that can pray. So we're just going to take some time to do that. Uh, I know some of you may have to go because our time's up today. Go and be blessed. Have a great day. But if you can stick around and pray or be prayed for, let's do that. We're going to trust God for his power to be at work. If you are a guest and you want to join me for the link meeting right away, I'll meet you over here in this room here in just a couple of minutes. But if you want to stick around in a spirit of prayer, be praying for these guys, even if you're not responding or you want to wait until the lines go down, you're sure welcome to do that as well. Thank you, Jesus.